Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Today I have a great guest on. Susan Santa Cruz is a retired teacher in the Nelson County, Kentucky School District, and she's worked alongside Vanessa Hurst within their school district regarding the communistic takeover of their entire county at the hands of their superintendent, Wes Bradley. We discuss a variety of topics that are just not singular to their school district, but districts all over America and the world. We talk about the elimination of schools to consolidate them into smaller communistic work camps as they're doing in Nelson County, the lack of curriculum that exists, the failure of leadership, low teacher morale, and the deteriorating mind of the American school teacher. The mask wearing abuses also are covered, and how those who impose mask mandates are breaking the law and forcing a literal carcinogen on minors, and how mask noncompliance is going to be the only way forward. Along, of course, with the elimination of school board members and the firing of superintendents once patriots take back control. Or, of course, you could walk away. You could completely walk away and watch the entire thing burn to the ground. That may be the only way forward, too. So with that said, give this a listen, share this wherever you can, and please understand that if you work in an environment such as these, you are being abused. And you are being conditioned to then abuse others and your own students. You're not alone. And it's time that you stand up and walk out of these environments. My name is Susan Santa Cruz Rogers. And I retired uh, in 2019 with 27 years of uh, being an educator. And I was with the Nelson County School System for 20 years. Um... For me, uh, being an educator and I guess from where I was in the last year of the school system with the superintendent Bradley, I just saw a lot of um, changes that I wasn't comfortable with, uh, several of my colleagues as well. Um, so after I retired and kind of just sat back a little bit, this happened where he is proposing the merger of taking out middle school from our K through eight, which would make, um, K through five, he would take the sixth, seventh and eighth graders out of a, a few of our small towns and then close the school that I just retired from in 2019, he would close it. Uh, they would be bused to a uh, larger um, city, Bardstown, Kentucky, which is closer to them, the board. And then uh, Nelson County High School would then have middle school and high school. And then along with that would be Thomas Nelson High School to have middle schoolers along with the high schoolers. So I do not agree with that. And then... Several people in the community, uh, parents, um, people I really didn't even know <laughs> contacted me. And, and then, of course, my colleagues telling me, you know, just different things that's gone on and uh, they don't agree with as well, but they're scared to talk. So uh, I guess I've been kind of not put in the position, but I just felt, you know, somebody uh, had to talk where they're just scared to because they know either they're going to have repercussions from either being still at work or and there's been instances where 
people that are close to them, either by being a relative or just a friend, they've, you know, had things to happen to them or were told to better keep your mouth shut or tell this person to keep their mouth shut because something could happen to your job. And I don't think that's right. Yeah, that's one of the most, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken about it on the podcast numerous times and I've written about it at length, that it is really one of the more pervasive problems that exists is the, is the, the overwhelming business of workplace bullying. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> right. And how it just, I mean, just that, that entire phenomenon of, of being so afraid to, to tell the truth. Yes. In, a, in a working environment, that that right there should be all the proof that anybody needs that the environment is an unhealthy one. Yes. And that the adults yes. working in that environment and, and allowing for that to be the case are the problem. And I've tried to speak it, and I think, as far as I know, there's been others, too, either by... Um, expressing it, maybe not to them, but you know how in a small area, word gets around. There's no, <laughs> no doubt about it, especially with rural uh, where we are, but just um, the fact that from last school year, and I did have um, an open, open records request for this, how many staff did leave from last year Till I think the, the time that I received it was July 27th. So 47 classified, 48 certified, three principals, one assistant, and then two from central office. So about or at 100 staff members in the Nelson County school system left, left, and either resigned retired or just got out they couldn't take it anymore that should be very telling right there when we're not as big as some of these school systems in lexington area fayette county or in jefferson county which is the two biggest um educating you know areas for us in kentucky i could see that number but not in an area of nelson county which has um i think with that the open records request was 618 do or are employed with our school system and we do have a about a 4700 amount of students so that's a big number and and with what's going on with a lot of teachers leaving the field that's gonna hurt and and again that should be something right there. 100 people no longer want to be in a school system. That's that's huge to a small area. Has the number ever been that high before in the past? No, sir. No. Not from where I've been. No, 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 no. Maybe, oh gosh, 15, 20-ish, 30, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't even know if that much, really, but, but 100. I find it funny too that even teacher education departments in in higher ed are are not only having a hard time recruiting, but they don't but they don't seem to understand why. Right. I mean, they don't see the top down, bottom up problem that exists throughout the entire system. That mm -hmm. it's all corporate owned, it's corporate controlled, 
if you're not using this computer or this piece of technology, then then you're cons you know then you're outcast. Right. Well, I was shocked. I mean, from where either Vanessa, thank goodness for Vanessa Hurst, whether it was her or someone sent something to me, that's where the business end has so surprised me from where we are in education because I just, I, and that's what I said to the board, you know, he or the superintendent, for what he's putting his money in for branding, for PR, for tech, that when I got the vendor list, I was just so, so shocked at the amount of tech companies and things that were being outsourced or it, it was to look at it was a business and education should be about what's in a school. Yes, part of it is, you know, making sure you get programs or things that's going to help a student. But when you put $150,000 out for art design or for things for logos, that's not putting in the money where it needs to be. And that's where I started to see it again that last year where he was in his first year, where it was just marketing, marketing, PR, PR, just getting the name out. And I'm thinking, we're the big, we're the school system of Nelson County. You don't have to get the name out. Everybody knows and it's public. You know, people come in. That's the school system. That's our school district. But it, it is amazing where that now is the most important thing, educating or educators, even the students, are not important anymore. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I was, I, I'm, yeah. I'm frustrated, I'm shocked that it is so, so corporate. I mean, I'm sure there's been things that go underhanded and, and we've always, which was probably not the best thing to do, but joke around where there was companies that just seemed to always get that lowest bid, no matter who put it, you know, this company or that company. And until you're kind of outside of it, because when you're in education or your school, you're doing your thing, you know, you're, you're doing you're doing what you need to do. So you don't really notice things until after the fact. And then it's like, holy cow, now I see why that happened. Or now I see why that company. Or we have people now that got out of the school system and now they're working for the company. It's like, no way. It's just disheartening, I guess, that you would sell yourself out or sell your place of employment or sell to your own personal gain. And and I guess I'm not that type of person. <laughs> I don't want to be that type of person because I got into education to help, help students or, or to at least give myself to the community in some way. But for others, I don't see that. I see it more of what can I get or what are you going to do for me if we go to this company or if this happens. Speak a little bit, speak a little, if you can, about teacher morale. Because I know that, I've, I've again, I've, I've heard you talk at, at some of these board meetings, and I I, I love the, the messages that you bring, the, the business of, 
again the 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 teacher turnover rate and then the blank and then the blank stares that you receive back from them. Well, and then of course you know even Wes Bradley himself, um, he's he's very good with the excuses and his excuses sure. are about as bad as they could possibly get. Where he says, well, you know, people just leave because they just leave, and you know they. Everybody leaves for different reasons, and families change, and employees change. When in fact, his 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 unprofessionalism and his borderline uh, psychopathic nature are are the real reason as to why people are leaving. Mm -hmm. But talk about teacher morale and and what you've gauged regarding teacher morale within that district. When uh, in my last year there, um, when he. When uh, Mr. Bradley got the superintendency, I guess it was a feeling of mm, not really sure because since he was principal at the, you know, high school, Thomas Nelson, he was pretty much given everything on a silver platter. So we heard about the jargon and, and the things that they were doing there and just how you know, that was the place for people to go and see, and and when he got that, the superintendency, we thought, here we go, we're going to be now Thomas Nelson. No matter what they did, he's going to implement it or try to implement it, so we were going to have to do what he wanted, so it did, little by little, all these little things that if it could have been... Um, implemented it was gonna be and it was the control of him the control of no matter what that's gonna be done and the morale then we have no control over things we have to do it his way and it even got lower I mean people we were told pretty much what to do we had to show everything that we did on Google Google Calendar all throughout the day. We had to show where we were, what we were doing, when we were looking at emails, when we were making phone calls. It was it was the most controlled situation I've ever seen in, in my education career where you had to put down where you were at all times and you had to do these things or if not, you know, you either the principal was going to have to talk to you about it or you knew that you were going to be written up in some way. He had a video every week we had to watch, uh, just different things that pretty much you had no, no choice but to do. So the morale went down. I got out, thank the Lord. I got to retire, but... From what I was told now, it's, it's again, you know, just more and more of that control um, of doing what he wants, no questions asked, and you better not ask any questions because then you're on his list. And I've had people to say that he's even had other people to go to the teachers and say, if you're not an ally, if you're not an ally of Mr. Bradley's, you know what could happen. So for me, I think that's definitely bullying right there. And I ethically, as a superintendent or ethically as an educator, those are things that he is going against completely. And that's what I told him at one of the board meetings. Why do that? Why do you 
you use your power for negative reasons for doing that you know nobody needs to do that i think a teacher if they which they have they've gone through college they've gotten their masters they've gotten their bachelors i think they can think for themselves shouldn't they or and have a curriculum they don't even have curriculums it's just the the worst thing i've ever seen to where he is controlling everything little by little and these teachers have no power no power whatsoever and if they did talk or if even he gets a whiff of it you're in trouble so that's my biggest thing too is for the teachers that's not what you're there for and he shouldn't be able to do that have there ever been any staff surveys or district surveys highlighting any of the or asking any you know asking the staff any of these questions about what's been going on in this entire rollout and what they think about it no and i've asked that too to have a survey for at least our county but vanessa did also ask them last um board meeting for the students to have a survey i know one of the parents did a survey of just uh, teachers that were willing to put it out towards um, at the end of the school year and uh, it was a pretty good number of percentage that would not say a, to be employed they would not recommend being employed in the Nelson County school system they would not recommend it yeah that's yeah unfortunately that's not that's not uh, uncommon and even when the and i'm speaking from personal experience here but even when those surveys go out mm -hmm. and the real results come back uh i've had friends past friends sit inside of these closed door meetings with administrators where they're just screaming and yelling at the top of their lungs because of the results that have rolled out where 75 to 77 percent of the staff hates what's going on Mm -hmm. And only the sycophants are the ones who enjoy it. And it really, I just can't imagine if you, and that's what I told them, would you want to work in a system or in, in a place where every single day it was felt that if you did one little thing, then you're not considered his ally or you're not considered to be on that team. And you're then going to have that finger pointing at you. You know, would you want to work in that situation? Would you want to work in that environment? You know, and like you said, I get the stares or I get like this um, look of like just utter astonishment or shock. And I'm thinking there's no way. You've got to know. And especially now with a hundred staff that have left and and to me too when i was this is my home county so when i was here as a student you had teachers and staff to stay at schools for 10 15 20 years you had a principal that that was there that was who you said if you said principal snyder you knew that was nelson county high school nowadays unfortunately 
there's so many. It's just like a revolving wheel. Nobody knows the principals. Nobody knows the assistants. Nobody knows the teachers. And and that's sad. I mean, there are some teachers which probably should have gone a long time ago, but there's those teachers that were a staple there for families that were trusted people in the community, trusted people in that school, and they've gone. My colleagues, and I told them that, my colleagues that I was with for years in Nelson County left. Several with 15 years, 20 years of experience in our county have left from the neighboring school system and, and all the better for them. Because when I talked to one of them just this past week, she said, I'm sad in a way because, you know, I, I, I had to leave. And I said, oh, I understand. She said it was medical. Her stomach was sick. All, she felt sick. Just that nervous feeling. And now she, she said, you would not believe the environment, how friendly, how, how they welcome, how I don't feel that way. And I just said, you know, good for you, but it's Nelson County's loss. And that's what I told the board. I said, we've got teachers leaving. That's our loss. And Again, you know, like you said, the blank stares are just, oh, and he said KDE was wrong. The Kentucky Department of Ed, when all this started and the turnover of um, 15, 16%, he did a whole presentation on the next board meeting on how KDE was wrong, how our Kentucky Department of Ed and their turnover rate and, and the percentages. He did a whole presentation on that. And I just looked at the lady next to me. I was just like shaking our head. We all were laughing. Some of the ladies that I've been sitting with, you know, they've retired from the school system too. And they all just look at like, are you kidding me? So if you got to promote how an education, the education system, you know, above you is wrong, there's something wrong, period. And you're trying to either, you know, sweep stuff under the rug or make it look so that I'm so much better and I am smarter. But that's, again, isn't that something against that person that you've got to promote and do, you know, so much to make it look bad for something else? I, re I remember that whole board meeting. I, w I watched the whole thing. It was, it was, it, it was absolutely embarrassing. Yes. Oh, yes. There you, there you have it. I'm sure some people, oh, yeah, I'm sure he's right. What? You think he's right? Okay. And that's the problem, too, since he is from this area. I'm sure so many want to believe him. And, and that's the worst part about it. You've got a person that came here, and I feel that if the merger goes through and all these things, so many other people are going to leave and he's going to close these small town schools, small town communities will unfortunately die off. And you're going to have two large campuses in the Bargetown area, which for all the other little areas, we've got to bust those kids 35, 45 minutes every day in the morning and then in the afternoon. And it's going to kill our school system. People will leave. People will go to other places or they'll go to, which I'm sure they have, the other school systems that are the, the Catholic schools. And, and for them, I think their enrollment's gone, gone up too, just because of this. I believe it. 
Yeah. I fully believe it. And it, I think it was Vanessa who sent me a document recently that mm-hmm. was that was describing how 10 school districts in Kentucky have signed on with the Kentucky Department of Education to essentially create a separate teacher education program within their yes. K-12 du- districts. Yes. Grow and, your own teacher. That's right. That's right. And, and Nelson County is one of them. And I, I personally think, I mean, of course, it's, it's pretty obvious. There can't be anything more insidious than that. Mm-hmm. Because then mm-hmm. all you're doing is, is you're bringing in people, indoctrinating them, and saying, this is what we do here. If you don't like it, you won't be hired here. That's right. And and that was made, a comment was made when, you know, Vanessa and I were sitting at the board meeting and that when he's, that was the title, I said, grow your own teacher. Good Lord. I mean, I think, and that's my problem too. People should be able to think for themselves, not push, push, push this that you think's right or you think should be put in the classroom. I don't think that's your choice or it shouldn't be. There should be a curriculum that is given and with this promoting of these younger people coming in, they have not had experience and they're just going to go right along with whatever he says or whatever is given to them because they want a job and since you know, this is something they're in. They probably feel like they're going to have to. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, they're just going to go right along with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's very overwhelming. I mean, that's yes, put, it is. It's putting it mildly. And, and you, touched yes, on a, it you touched on a very important part, too, which is, again, the psyche of these teachers and mm-hmm. the feeling that they have in their stomachs when they're going to work. Eventually, yes. that takes its toll on their, yes. me- on their medical health. Yes, it does. And their complete Gee. frame of mind. You have to have a ton of teachers in that district that are that, that are suffering from serious mm-hmm. anxiety and depression. Yes. I mean, you can see it in their faces. I mean, it was something where, and I, it was just so sad to see from the beginning of that year when he came into being the superintendent, all those little things, and it all added up towards the end. And then when my principal was fired, and of several that year, about three principals that really were in the community. Mine had been in that school for 20-something years. You could see it then, the defeat, you know, that this is the way it's going to be. And if you're not the right fit, you're gone. So people are just so scared they're walking on eggshells. They want, you know, they don't want not to have a job. So they're doing, and it's a constant battle every single day. And I'm sure, just like you said, that mental toll, because that affects everything, everything, and all day long, every day. And it has such a negative impact on students as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not that teachers are taking it out on students per se, but no. They can at least see the mood and the masking of, of everybody is, is one of the largest, if not the largest, abusive tactics that's ever taken place right. within these environments. Right. I mean, right. are there, let me ask you this too, are there any, are there any, and I'm, I guess I'm kind of leaning toward the mass subject to sort of shift uh-huh. gears slightly, but are there any speech pathologists in, your, in that school district and are any of them speaking out against this mask wearing? 
about school nurses because when I talked with uh, Dr. Angelina Farella on the podcast who is associated with America's Frontline Doctors and she's mm-hmm. she has her, a, a, pedi- a pediatrician practice, pediatric practice, um, her own practice in I believe Houston, Texas or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I asked her about whether or not, I asked her about school nurses. And I, and, I, and I said, what is the deal with school nurses? What is going on? Are any of them of sound mind? Are, are any of them saying that these masks are harmful? Do they know what's, what is in the makeup of the actual mask? You know, wh- where are these school nurses speaking mm-hmm. out and protecting these children from, from this insanity? And her mm-hmm. answer was, they, they're all brainwashed. Oh, yeah. She said they're just as brainwashed and as panicked as anybody else over absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Has that been, do you think that that's, that's going on there too as well? I mean, it must be. Oh, I'd say so. Because, again, if you work for uh, the Nelson County School System, either as, you know, a teacher, a nurse, anything, if you're told what to do, then you're going to do it. And I'd say... You know, if you said something to a student, which then would say something to a parent, then it's going to go up and up the charts to probably the superintendent. And with them, you know, they don't have the the ability to probably say anything different than what they're told. So as a school nurse, I'd say you're just told what to say, what to do. And if not, then we can find another nurse. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It is, and it's the saddest thing I've ever seen where you have no no ability. Well, you do have the ability, but do you want to put yourself out there? Because once they get a whiff and you're not an ally, so to speak ally, then you're on the list. You're on the list of either somehow, somewhere, it's going to happen to where... You're not going to feel like you're going to have a job, or if you don't turn yourself around, you're not going to have a job. The abusive nature of the mask itself, they're not even thinking about, again, what's in the makeup of the mask. Right. And they don't know that there are cancer-causing agents in the mask. Right. So even if they were told that, which this information is widely known, Mm-hmm. They're actually making students wear a carcinogen around their face. Right. They're breaking the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, you, and you know this too, and, and I again, I, I wrote about this in my last book, but in, mm-hmm. it was probably in the first paragraph. If you go back to 2019, mm-hmm. 
and any of this took place in 2019, everybody would be fired. Sure. Probably, well, to me, I think part of it's media. Part of it is, if it is something where it's an overlying, just all around people saying one thing, and there's a few that say the other, most people will go along with the masses. So along that way, since like you said, in 2019, there were probably little snippets about it, but then when it overtook everything in 2020 and now, it's it's where you do see, you know, um, the few that are trying to let people become educated be aware of certain things and that not everything all the time is what it seems. But in the fact of where you need a job or and you're being told and if you don't comply, you're out, you're going to comply most of the time. Has anybody discussed mass non-participation? in that school district and just walking out and not showing up and seeing what happens? You know, on for for the webs or the page that we do have Save Our Schools, there's been a few posts about the mask and, and what some other districts or counties have done in the fact of either saying or I don't think there's been any to really have a walkout or a protest. So right now, I have not heard of anything towards that. Our schools uh, do start this Wednesday uh, for Nelson County. So maybe, you know, in the few days there might be something. But at least for now, I have not heard anything about that, no. So Wednesday is the first day of school? Yes, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. And, it, you know, this is going to ruffle feathers. But at this point, I, I can give a damn. The fact is, is that... Every single school, every single school teacher and employee in that school district needs to not show up to work. And that's been tossed around. Either have a walkout day or a boycott day or something. But he can't fire yeah. everybody. Right, right. They, they can't right. fire everybody. In fact, what it's going to do is it's, it's it would it would statewide and nationally wide show what an embarrassment West Bradley is, and everybody yes. would be coming for his head instead of coming for teachers. Right. And that's a good point. That is. It would show the light. You know, it, it could possibly happen someday. It would be very telling, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's the only way. It really yeah. is. I mean, these people, they, they just continue to walk right into the slaughterhouse, and they're expecting the, these totalitarians to just change their ways. Mm -hmm. They're not going mm -hmm. to. You can't look at the enemy and ask them for a favor. Right. They'll right. never give you one. No. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Let me ask you about these radio appearances that I keep listening to, because I've listened to almost all of them now of West oh, Bradley. Oh, okay. it's, it's it's the worst. Mm -hmm. um, what is wrong with the radio host? Uh, I mean, he's, he, he's, I mean, again, I don't know him. I don't know his relation to anybody, but he's clearly not asking any real questions. Yes. He's not probing Wes Bradley about anything. He's not saying, hey, man, look, 
there's I mean, and, and, and of course, there's no counter. There's no counter narrative that you ever hear when no. he's on there. He's just given this platform to just say whatever he wants. Yeah, and that's such a problem. I, I just, it's disheartening because you want other people to hear what is going on, but when the person that's in charge of the radio show isn't really probing like you said or not really asking the hard questions then you're really not going to find out what's happening and that's been frustrating for a lot of us and, and me that want Nelson County and the other counties to know what's going on why do we have 100 staff leaving well you know why don't you ask them that why don't you say you know this is what's going on. Parents are, are worried. Parents have, you know that the board's heard it. The board has had many letters, and I'm sure he has, the, the standard, that's our local paper, and I'm sure he's affiliated in some way with the news, so I don't understand why you're not asking. What would it hurt? You don't have anything to do with the Nelson County system. You should be kind of an impartial party to to try to shine a light on these news issues. And definitely with Nelson County Schools being one of the biggest employers in our county, you know, that should, in all in all, show I've got to find these things out. I've got to hear people and I've got to ask the questions that may be, you know, not what he wants, but it's important for everybody to know What's going on? And let's ask the hard questions. I've heard that some outside reporters have tried to get a hold of Wes Bradley, and he's turned all of them down. That's what I've heard. WHAS, which one is um, very much a, a prominent news um, station in the Louisville area. Yes, Shay McAllister. She has been really getting a lot of people, a lot of um, interviews, what I've heard, and some information, and still trying to get uh, Mr. Bradley to have an interview, and it's a, pretty much a no for what I've heard. So, yep, he doesn't want to talk to the big news system, but he'll talk to, you know, Mr. Bradford or other people that's local. Yeah, the, the the radio appearances are really, they're really embarrassing because he's saying nothing, and it's almost as if he's consistently trying to interview for another position. Oh my! And he's well, I just no, sorry, ahead. I just listened to one, and it was like me, it was pulling teeth. It was where he, it was right in the middle of the merger thing, and you could send in questions. The community could send in questions, and I know Vanessa. She, she texted to him and said, do not change this question because I know what you're doing or something like that. I started laughing. But, yeah, it's it's hard for me to listen. It really is. So I, I'm just so frustrated about that. Yeah. Let me ask you where you think the district is going in the short and the long term. And then go ahead and, and, and state some predictions as to what you think is coming down the line here. Oh, dear. Prediction. Well, um, it would not surprise me if more teachers left to where that grow your own teacher. They'll keep, keep that up because we'll have more 
uh, teachers with my type of years, 20, 15, something, you know, to leave or try to find someplace else, which I can't blame them. You know, you want to be in a district or in an environment that you feel comfortable in daily. Uh, school system, if the merger does happen, middle schoolers will be with the high schoolers. There'll be two campuses, unfortunately. The elementaries will be taken and... Those small towns will be in trouble. I'm from a small town. I don't want that to happen. But if you take that school away from a town, there's not a lot of, you know, kind of this is what you're going to get if you come to our town. You won't have that small school. And people may leave. People may, you know, find someplace else. So two large campuses that I feel would be impersonal, especially to sixth graders who's just 11 years old, 12 years old. Um, uh, I just, I hate to, I hate to even think about it, but I can, if that does occur, you know, two main campuses for Nelson County Schools, K through 12. And I, I just don't agree with it. It's a dangerous environment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's pretty evident that given the fact that you don't even have a curriculum and you're just trying things and just doing things and playing along and again, the work camp mentality mm -hmm. of, of students working multiple hours a day yes. yes, while they're also supposed to be attending school or not attending school. It, I mean, it is, it's a cult. I, I, you know, I mean, no disrespect to you having no. taught there, but it's, it's, I'm sure it was as you, as even you said, it didn't used to be this way. No, it didn't. And when we saw people that, did conform or were conforming, we said, well, I guess they drank the Kool-Aid because that's what we felt. You know, you did have your own views at one time, but then either you get moved up or and things start, you know, kind of changing for the better for that person. We said, well, they drank the Kool-Aid and that's the way it goes. So there you have it. Yep. Do you think schools are going to close in the future? I hope not, but if you only have, which, you know, would be a K through five and for a small community, you know, maybe 200 students, that's what I told the board. Why would you keep a small town school open for just, you know, K through five and bus them 13 miles up and 13 miles back, which is my hometown, Boston? It, it would not be feasible and they could make those numbers look so good to say, you know, this is draining us even though that they'll put you know twenty nine thousand dollars for blinds for the central office but let's let's close the school and i can see that going for a vote and there you go and it will be closed and or become you know just another building that's going down and down and down what, what, slowly what are, what are they planning on doing with the empty buildings there's, well, there's a rumor, and unfortunately, you know how it could be a little bit of the truth. I'm not sure, but for Bloomfield Middle, the rumor is is that it would be a, a rehab facility or in a facility where they would be housed there. It's called the Isaiah House uh, on down the road. They've taken one of the older schools, and uh, that was 
what it has become, um, and that's the fear for a lot of the people in the Bloomfield area. And the Bloomfield Middle School is right pretty much up from the middle of town where there's several houses um, just right across the road. You've got subdivisions where this school is. And it was built for students to walk to school. Now it would be where within a stone's throw you would have um, a rehab facility. And they're scared about that. Clearly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was just put, uh, it was 1996, I think, is when it was opened. And like I said, that's where I retired from in 2019. So they're going to close that school. And there's been the talk of, of that. So I've, I've heard they're fighting it, which I'm very glad. And I'm fighting for what I can. Um, but it's it's just so frustrating that you see all these things that are just laid out, unfortunately, and you kind of see where the, the road has kind of led to, you know, this little change or that little movement or this person's in this committee now or things. And, and like I said, where when you're in something that you're, you know, you're working daily, you're doing your own things. And then when you're out of it, and then when people do kind of give you a little snippet, it's like, holy cow. Oh, that's why that happened, or you know, oh, that's why that person is on that committee now, you know, that kind of thing, and it just makes me sick. It really does. I guess I, again, I'm not just not that type of person, but there's a lot of people that are. They're willing to do what they have to do for power, for money, for control, and it's sad. Any tips that you have for the employees of that district? Any, 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 you know, anything that you can say to them to either boost their morale or wake them up? Well, I, I feel that the ones that are still in there um, that's been or, or saw what was coming, they just got to keep their head up and just try to do the best they can every single day. And, and hopefully there'll be a light at the tunnel. And for the new ones coming in, you know, it's, it's not that way everywhere. Like I said, being in that school district for 20 years, I've seen what it was and and what it could be again, but since he's going to be in there for four more years, I, I just don't know. I, I, and I want to try to be as positive as I can, but I don't want our school system to go down any further with either morale, with people leaving, with schools being closed. But when you see all these things, it's so hard to be positive. And, and especially if you're, you're at that point, you know, you've got 19, 20, 21 years and you can see, you know, oh, Lord, I've got five, six more years. Can I take it? You kind of have to do because in education, it's not as easy to get out of something than it is another type of job. And I think that's where some people are misled. Well, why don't you leave? Well, it's not that easy. And you don't know if you're going to be tenured and you don't know if they're going to, you know, want you because they're going to have to pay you more than they're, than they are this newbie that comes in. So, and that's, and for those people that are newer, I'd say that they'll probably just go through the motions because it is easier, but you know, it, it, if you don't feel like that's you, 
you know, try to still be you in some form or fashion of curriculum or, or showing students that this is education. It is a school. It shouldn't be about somebody's, you know, their program, which is really not a program. It should be about curriculum and teaching children. I just have been so disappointed in, in how this has played out, but I'm just going to try to keep going as, as much as I can through the frustrations, through the disappointment, I guess, and just try to write it out and just do what I think's right. That's solid. Solid, solid advice. And I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I agree with you. I it's think, hard, though. It's yes, hard. Yes, it is hard <laughs> because we want to we, we, we wanna hold on to the way that things were. Mm-hmm. And we want to hold on, you know, even as bad as 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 it as it was back then. It, it mm-hmm. I mean, the simplicity of it. It could always yes. it could always be just so simple. Yes. And yet, complicated and deranged people always make things harder. Mm-hmm. And it's as if you are right. <laughs> it's as if people don't just see that that it's not it's not just bad policy. It's the people making the bad policy that are the problem. Yes. And if we don't get rid of the people, then nothing will ever change. You're right. Um, you know, I almost every every call that I have with Vanessa, we always sort of end on the same kind of note, and that is that if the school board isn't run out of that town, and if people don't stand up and run against them and win, um, then you can't expect anything to change because the first move, once the school board loses and new people, absolute patriots, end up taking over, mm-hmm. uh, the fir- your first order of business is firing Wes Bradley. Right. And then right. you've got to take a complete bulldozer and a wrecking ball to that district office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't if that doesn't happen, then nothing. I mean, I hate to sound morbid about the whole thing, but I mean, nothing's going to change. This is going to continue. Oh, it's, it, yeah, it's going to continue to turn into a communistic work camp. Uh, they're going to graduate with no credentials whatsoever. They're not going to be mm-hmm. able. They're not going to be able to use anything that they've done there the entire time. And frankly, Nelson County is going to become a giant embarrassment. And pe- yes. and people won't hire them if they come from Nelson County and they're in yes. their, their school district. And, and colleges and universities will say, wait a minute, you came from Nelson County, um, throw that, in, you know, throw that application in the trash. I know, you are so right. And that's, it is an embarrassment. It shouldn't be that way. It should not. I'll tell you what, if, you, if at any point and at any time you hear more about what's going on, whether, you know, they be rumors or not, or rumblings of either you know the school closing in the future because again that's that's my prediction and I've, yeah. I've said it publicly I've said it nationally I've said it on this podcast I've written about it um, I, I think it's coming I think yeah. they're, they're gonna blame you know they're gonna blame the unvaxxed as as being some some spreader of some some alleged virus and, and in mm-hmm. fact uh, it's that's not going to be the case at all. It's going to be a lot of the jabbed that are getting sick, and you right. can't you can't staff a building when you have sick teachers. If no, and I mean you no. know that too. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. of course, having taught, if, if ten teachers are gone, um, finding ten substitutes is next to impossible. You are right. Nobody wants to sub. 
There's so many school districts that we can't find bus drivers, we can't find subs, heck, we can't even find teachers. So yeah, our school system in just that fact has, has changed dramatically because again, either they don't want to come, they don't want to sub, they don't want to work for a certain school system, or, you know, they could be scared with, with what's going on. Why be in that type of environment? Why put myself through that? And they're not doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, have you, are, are you familiar with Hillsdale College? Are you familiar with that name? Uh, no, sir. Mm-mm. Hillsdale College is based out of Michigan. Okay. And they are a constitutionally sound conservative college. Mm-hmm. Uh, they teach morals, ethics, values, and American history and education and a variety of other subjects, economics, mm-hmm. business, you name it. And what they are doing, and I would encourage you to check out their website, and I'll, okay. of course, mention this to all the listeners, everybody who's listening to this, but one of the things that Hillsdale College is doing is, is they are fully integrated now into the K-12 system. Mm-hmm. But they're creating their own K-12 schools. Oh. And there's an entire map that's on their website, and it shows where their, where their Hillsdale academies exist across the United States. Mm-hmm. And then different locations where they're popping up. One of the states where they don't have any is Kentucky. Huh. And one of the things that I think is interesting is even on their website, they say, you can reach out to us and and communicate with us about what's going on in your area, and we will consider uh, either building a school or taking an old school that's there, renovating it, and then having a Hillsdale College uh, K-12 school in your in your local area. Oh, okay. Because what's happening is, as you might imagine, is countless people are leaving the public school arena, and they're entering more morally sound Yes. American-based, freedom-based uh, private schooling. Yes. And I, 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 I mean, I, I see an opportunity there for Nelson County because then again, all you would be doing is pulling more and more parents away from West Bradley and that corrupt system. Right. And you would give them yet another option um, on, on where to potentially go to school. And again, with a vacant building, at least one vacant building coming now, uh, and being turned into a rehab center, I can't help but think that that could very easily be a Hillsdale College K twelve academy, right? Where a, again, it, yeah, it would remain. It at the very least would remain a school, but mm-hmm. that's something that, that's something to take to your, uh, you know, the Chamber of Commerce and your City Council, assuming that they're not on board with West Bradley. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe they are. Uh, well, again, who knows, but certain people that are in either uh, politics or in, in that type of area, they're, they're not for it. Not a bit. So. Well, there's certainly other options out there, and I've advocated for homeschooling, too, Yes. to get people out of these environments. And my take has always been the same. If a student can read, they can teach themselves. Right. Right. And there are, there's a lot of people that said they're going to homeschool or and get them out of the district. And I'm going to try to find out how many have. Perfect. Well, if you ever hear anything in the future, again, you know, ear to the ground and and let me know. Uh, You've got my, you've got my phone number, you've got my email, shoot me whatever you'd like. And yeah, let's, uh, let's keep talking in the future.
Sure will. Thank you, Mr. Brooks. I appreciate you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for Susan. this opportunity. You yes. take care. And call me Sean, okay. by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank All right. you, Sean. You, you have a good one. You too. Have a great Bye-bye. day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.